Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Kate Hubble. I will be your host today and every day you tune in. I am very excited for this week's episode. This is episode three and I am cheekily titling it um, Tom Brady and Tinder. Tinder and Tom Brady. I love the alliteration. You know, I'm an English major. I love my words and my wordiness. So (laughs) had to pop off and do something cute. Tinder and Tom Brady. We're talking about the Super Bowl in Tampa and we are talking Valentine's Day being single, being in a talking thing, being in a relationship. I'm going to give you all the advice. I'm also going to wrap up the episode after I go through some of my advice for each of these different stages of romance. I am going to give you my worst date stories. Not Valentine's Day dates. I've had good Valentine's Days. But I'm going to give you my worst date stories and some some things to avoid when you go on a date and different types of date because there's a Tinder date. There's a date. There's an out date. There's drinks. There's this. There's that. So we'll talk about all that kind of dating stuff in preparation for Valentine's Day coming up this Sunday. So make sure you listen to this before it's too late. Next week, we're going to talk about this at the end of the at the end of the episode also but next week we are going to talk about whatever happens on Valentine's Day and then we're also going to talk dating more generally in a modern context from more of like a research side and i know that might sound boring but we're going to talk optimizing your tinder we're going to talk men and women we're going to talk neurological differences i know that's again i know that probably sounds nerdy and boring i took a psychology of gender class and a lot of what i've been reading and learning about relationships and men and women a lot of what i learned in that class is super applicable to what we've talked about a little bit on here and what i hope to talk about in the coming weeks so we're going to do a little valentine's day roundup we'll check in about tinder boy in a minute and we'll talk about you know, the aftermath of last last episode. Um, we're going to talk about what I did for the Super Bowl, and then we're going to get into our Valentine's Day stuff, and we'll wrap up at the end talking about the upcoming weeks, and then some ideas I have for, for other episodes and, you know, getting some feedback from you guys. Let's start off with the Super Bowl. I think this is actually crazy, 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 crazy. I'm from Tampa, and Tampa sports are killing it. So um, we'll get into what I did, but I think just for history purposes, just for setting the record straight, um, if you were unaware of how much Tampa is killing it. Our soccer team, the Rowdies, went to some championship. Love that. Our hockey team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, won the Stanley Cup. Our football team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have Tom Brady now. It is Brady's seventh Super Bowl win, I believe. And it is Tampa Bay who won in their own stadium hosting the Super Bowl this year. That is so fucking cool. And also our baseball team, the Tampa Bay Rays, went to the World Series. So lots of fun sports stuff going on. My family is a big sports family. Big on uh, college basketball, big on hockey, big on soccer. My family's from Brazil too, so some soccer stuff, but more international. Uh, Big on tennis and all that kind of stuff. But my dad is also super into football, so... um, Definitely was losing his mind yesterday. I'm sure having the Bucks win here in Tampa at the Super Bowl with Brady. I mean, it's just it is unfathomable how cool that is. I, I have to, I just have to like acknowledge that and say that. Another thing that's kind of fun is I'm I'm from Clearwater, so I'm not actually from Tampa, Tampa. I'm from Tampa Bay area, and part of that is Clearwater. Um, Tom Brady and his family and his wife Giselle they're moving to Clearwater. So they actually when they first moved here to Tampa when he 
signed with the Bucks, they moved to, I want to say Davis Island in Tampa, which is bougie and nice and mansions and whatever, but I think too public for them. You you can see right into their house from the water. That's like people, like people here in Tampa know that. You can jog right past their house or take your bike. Like it's, it's open public, not public necessarily. I'm sure it's a gated community, but it's open enough that I think it was uncomfortable for them and they're looking for more privacy. So they're coming to my hometown, Clearwater. Um, not that I super care. I'm not big into sports, but definitely noteworthy. That's one thing that I will say. Not into sports, but was raised around it enough to know that it's a big deal, first of all. And second, raised, raised enough around sports to know that this is actually really fucking cool. So not a sports fan, but proud to be from Tampa, especially right now. And let's get into what I did. I actually had a great time on the Super Bowl and had a very diverse set of plans and then none of them ended up happening as I expected. So um, we'll get into it. There's kind of four stages of Super Bowl. There was Super Bowl morning, there was Super Bowl party, and then there was after. <laughs> and I after is the majority of the time in the stories. Um, but those three steps are very different energies. So before the Super Bowl that morning, I actually went to church for the first time in like five or six years without my parents and on my own volition. And I'm not sure how I feel still um, about getting back into religion and, and religious activity and, and Christian religious activity. Um, but that's a, a deeper conversation for another day. And that's okay because I think it's something worth talking about is religion and my experience with religion and where I stand. Um, but definitely a different comp, definitely a different conversation, definitely deserves more than just 30 seconds right now. So I went to church with my friend and, um, it, I was emotional, you know, I, I was raised in church. So it, there's something about it that feels very familiar to me, but also have had a lot of bad experiences with the church. Um, and I have a lot of really strong opinions on church specifically, but organized religion more broadly. Um, so it was kind of a big step for me to to not just agree to go, but to ask to go with her. Um, but I'm excited about exploring my spirituality in that way. And, um, you know, considering that maybe I had just the wrong church experience, I'm at a point in my life where I'm not lost and I'm not looking for direction either, but I am looking for the future uh, for fulfillment, for satisfaction with my life. And I feel like my spirituality is definitely an area in which I need to work on that. And if it ends up being a Christian route, that's okay with me. If it ends up not being that, it's also okay with me. So um, yeah, so I did that. I was actually super proud of myself for going because it was uh, something I wasn't super comfortable with. And I definitely was uncomfortable being there for the first few minutes. But, I, you know, it's silly to think of me um, being in church because it's been so long, but it was my whole life for a really, a really decent amount of years. Church was like my whole life and my whole friend group. And so I was deep in it. So being back in a church again, by choice and not with my family was definitely an interesting experience and maybe worth dedicating an entire episode to is just talking about religion and, um, you know, opinions and theories and thoughts on that, all that kind of stuff. So did that, went to brunch with my friend from like, that took me to church who is also just my friend independent of the church thing, but uh, went to brunch with her and her boyfriend and her roommate and my roommate and their friend and, you know, this group of us, we go to brunch downtown. Um, Super Bowl stuff is starting to, like, kind of get going. So we're seeing people waiting at bars that are we know are big and bars that we know have, like, 
like they're selling tables for a thousand dollars kind of energy like people are waiting for this shit um and the brunch place we go to is completely like empty and chill not empty but like chill like we didn't have to wait for a table it wasn't packed or crowded it was nice so we had brunch and then i raced back to my apartment not so much traffic which was nice because i i I anticipated super heavy um traffic on the highway because of the super bowl but i don't think as many people drove as i had anticipated i think probably a lot of ubering and walking and staying downtown or staying home and, and having super bowl parties but uh raced back home to get ready changed my shirt and my shoes from brunch and church into <laughs> my super bowl outfit put my hair up in some pigtails that i was pretty proud of sprayed some gold glitter in my hair and then went to my best friend's apartment to chill with her while she got ready and then we left from there to go to a super bowl party which was super fun it was at my best friend's one of her friend's houses Um, Tons of people from University of Tampa that I hadn't met before that were super nice that I got to talk to. Um, I think there was a lot of softball players, a lot of volleyball players, and a lot of baseball players there. So I think they all knew each other. Um, But my friend and my friend's friend, uh, the three of us kind of only knew each other. So the three of us had fun kind of goofing off and joking around and stuff too. So when I'm also when I'm with my best friend and her friends are really cool too. But when I'm with my best friend, we always have fun. We can't not have fun. It's just an energy thing with us. Um, we're so close and so kind of in tune with each other that we do goofy, stupid shit to make each other laugh, even if we're the only two people in the room giggling. Um, so I did that with my bestie gal, and then we headed over to a sports bar in downtown called Maloney's. And my roommate and her boyfriend, her boyfriend specifically, had been there since like 10 in the morning, which... I thought was a little sad, but was definitely strategic. And I don't say sad to like call him out, but I just can't imagine being in a bar at 1030 in the morning. I know why he did it. And I'm actually glad he did because he got this beautiful table, like all set up, lots of space for us and all of our friends to come hang. Um, Even though I was only there for like maybe 45 minutes because we came right in the middle of the last quarter and then they won and then the bar cleared out and we left and went back to my friend's apartment in downtown. So um we we chilled there watched them win everyone took their shirts off and was screaming it actually for as busy as downtown was this specific bar was not like jam-packed which i know it sounds counterintuitive to be like i was at a super bowl party with a bunch of people i didn't know and then i was at a bar with a bunch of people i didn't know and i felt safe with covid i know that sounds like a stupid statement but i actually felt relatively covid safe people at the super bowl party are all athletes and they were all talking about getting tested all the time which i just overheard and made me feel good there also wasn't that many people you know it was like a little house college party it wasn't like hundreds of people it was maybe like 30 max at any given time but fluctuating people coming in and out stopping by um and me and my friend just kind of chilled on the couch while everybody was like doing stuff we were like watching the game um at a certain point everyone was watching the game which was really fun too but then at the bar too it was like there was people there um but people walking around had masks on and people weren't really intermingling with other groups right so there was a lot of people but there's a lot of like groups of people so like we had like three tables and that space was occupied by all people i've been around a hundred times in the last month so if they had covid i'd already have it by now Um, And then your tables kind of line up with a section of the bar that you can just walk right up to and not have to like walk through crowds and stuff. So um, it was it was a little packed towards the end. I mean, we got there late, but it was a nice setup. And then we went to my friend's apartment and this is where it gets a little spicy. So I know I said we're talking Super Bowl and Valentine's Day. This episode might be a little long. It might be an hour and 15 minutes instead of just an hour. But um, 
This is where it gets a little interesting because we're going to have to now pause Super Bowl stuff to catch up on the Tinder Boy story. And then we're going to have to resume Super Bowl stuff with the Tinder Boy context, if that makes sense. So um, put out that last episode. Loved that for me. <laughs> um, and in that episode, I said, I think explicitly, um, this isn't a conversation I'm ready to have in person. Guess what we did the next day after I posted the podcast episode? We had that conversation in person. Um, and as uncomfortable as I was, it was probably necessary and mature and adult to, to talk about it. Um, and I feel like we're on the same page and whatever I was feeling feels a little bit more resolved now, which is nice. Um, but it wasn't some big thing. He wasn't mad. He wasn't upset. He wasn't comfortable. He actually said something that made a lot of sense, which is like most of what we do is talk. If you didn't have some kind of feelings for me, I would be a little scared. Like that's not normal. Um, and what I was trying to, I guess, explain to him is that if I'm just talking to someone or if I'm being literally, if I'm using the word casual with someone, um, I don't talk like we talk. You know, I don't share like I share with him. I don't feel how I feel about him if it's casual. So um, although he's right, most of what we do is talking. So it would be crazy to not feel things. I'm not used to that dynamic with someone that I would consider casual. And so that's, I think, why it was like I was so aware of what I was feeling and so kind of shocked and like maybe a little confused and anxious about it. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you straight up when he when he asked me to come over here and talk and hang out. Um, I had already had like three panic attacks that morning about the podcast. Um, and I didn't admit that to him and he'll hear that now and I'm waiting for the text to be like, why didn't you just tell me? Um, but I was super nervous about it because I didn't, I, you know, I've had people that I was just talking to confess that they like me essentially more than I like them. They don't know that, but they, they, they tell me that I like, that they like me when I don't like them back in the same way. And it makes me feel super uncomfortable. And that not being able to reciprocate someone's feeling makes me feel really guilty. And he's a really nice guy. So I didn't want to put him in that position. I also am, you know, humble enough to admit that I was afraid of rejection. I was afraid he would come here and say, I don't like you like that at all. And I don't think that we should continue doing whatever because if that's how you feel, like, I don't want to lead you on or what. Like, I was ready for worst case scenario, like, getting ghosted. And then I was ready for, like, second worst case scenario, which was, like, him coming here and being like, nah, I don't fuck with you like that. Um, so I was super anxious. And then we started, like, texting about it and I felt a little bit better, but still, like, wasn't really getting uh, the energy from him that I, I guess, that I needed to feel better over text. I mean, when he came over, we talked and I felt good, but um, he was texting me about it and like telling me that I, you know, I told him, hey, I don't know if I want you to listen to it. I think you'll be mad. Um, and then he was like, oof, why will I be mad? And I was like, oh, you'll see. And like, I maybe hyped that up too much. And I'll admit that I maybe said too much of a like, oh, you won't like it. And so I think he, he well, I know now because we talked about it. He thought that I was going to shit talk him. So he went into it expecting, <laughs> expecting me to say mean things about him when I said, oh, you'll be mad. Um, and I obviously, if you heard it, I didn't do that, but I was still nervous to have him hear it and have him like approach it with me because I knew he would, I knew he wouldn't just like not mention it. Um, and when he got here, we actually didn't talk about, like he, he came over that same night and when he got here, we actually didn't talk about it right away, which <laughs> thank God, cause I was so nervous like to have him over. And I had been anxious literally all day about like this conversation that I knew we had to have at some point. But like, again, wasn't getting energy from him that I expected. And like, 
not that's not again not that's no shade or tea to him that's not his fault at all like we did have like an adult conversation in person about it but um I was super anxious and I had like actual like panic attacks because that kind of confronting when I'm still unsure and uneasy and like don't know what to say and like also there's a part of me that's like everything I did have to say you know everything that I was able to articulate took me like two or three recordings of the podcast to articulate and I feel like that's I said it so what more do I have to say to you in person right now nothing and so that's uncomfortable if you're gonna sit here and like talk to me about it but I don't have anything to add I don't have anything to say that feels weird for me so that's the update we talked about it we're okay everything's fine um not that we weren't fine before but it's yeah we're it's we're in a good place it's it wasn't anything crazy though it wasn't like be my girlfriend I'm in love with you not that I wanted or expected that but it was yeah it was very like very his vibe very like yes I like care about you blah 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 whatever so um maybe not what I expected which is okay um good or bad like wasn't the extreme like what I would have if I had to write down my ideal situation it wasn't that but it also wasn't the worst case scenario that was in my head and it was somewhere right in the middle that I should have expected from him because I know him well enough to know you know maybe how he would react so um yeah so behaved as though anticipated that's the update with that in mind, we now have to talk about these two boys from a little town called Avon Park. This is where my roommate and a lot of my new recent friends are from. It is a small town in the middle of Florida that seems to breed really interesting people. And I say that like that jokingly because I actually have not had an issue with all but one person I've met from Avon Park. And that one person is you know, an ex of a friend and it's just because they broke up. It's like, there's no actual beef. I don't know the person well enough to like dislike them. I just like the only person from Avon Park that I've met that I would be like not super excited to hang out with. Everyone else I've met from Avon Park, I've really, really liked. They've been really genuine. Um, And they've got this kind of like old town Southern values type of vibe to them, all of them. There's also a little like kind of redneck ratchetness in it, but it's like in a fun way, not in like a gross... I don't know, offensive way in kind of like a bonfires and go-karting and just like manhunt, you know, like stuff like that, that kind of like fun, rowdy, like local, you know, hanging out with kids in your neighborhood type of energy, but on like a bigger scale of that's how their whole town is like, from my point of view, from what I've come to understand about Avon Park. So these two boys that are friends with my roommate and her friends and everybody that was at this party, party, quote unquote, it was like 10 of us in her apartment after Maloney's. Um, these two boys come from Avon Park and they're actually two boys that I have heard a lot about, um, from all of my friends. And so I was actually really excited to finally be able to meet them because I had heard that I have a lot in common with, with one of them specifically. And so I was like, wow, this is going to be fun. Like I was told I'm the female version of him. So like, that's kind of fun. Like who doesn't want to meet the, you know, other gender, like person that is just like them. Like I, that's my fucking dream. So I was super excited to meet him and like, see what he was like and see if they were right. See if we actually were similar. Um, And the other friend that came too was someone I had heard a lot about um, also being very fun, very outgoing um, and from Avon Park. So they all went to high school together. So they go like way back, way back. I just met all of them within this last like year and a half, basically. So like and gradually over time. So I'm meeting more and more people that they know and that they went to high school with. Um, And there's a core group that I'm like close with. And then there's these like people that I'm meeting. So 
these boys come to the Super Bowl party like thing after they won after we left the bar at this apartment and immediately one of them walks up to my roommate and says who's that what's her deal is she single and so my roommate says yeah she's single and he's like what's the vibe and she's like I don't know like she she does whatever she wants so like it's up to her basically is what she said and or it's up to you I think maybe also like it's up to you it's up to your energy it's up to like like go for it like but you know these guys get to the apartment and I this man sits down I'm sitting on the floor with my friends sits down literally like next to me like his legs over mine kind of like and I was like damn bold and he's like flirting with me and I am not like into like not intoxicated but like kind of like in the moment enough to like flirt back and harmless right like nothing crazy nothing overly like sexual or anything like that but like that banter that like flirty shit I thrive off of that like I'm so good at it and I enjoy it so much and like the teasing and being a little mean but like in good fun and kind of flirty like oh I love that energy I also am humble enough to admit I am a whore for attention and so this man was paying attention to me and I dressed up and looked cute for attention so I you know was getting the attention I guess I was seeking subconsciously but um yeah so he starts to flirt with me and then I I made an interesting choice and I'll tell you about it because I I think it's relevant to the Super Bowl story but also to what's you know some of the tinder boy recent updates and stuff so he's like flirting with me sitting on the floor we're outside together with friends like on the balcony on the patio like talking chatting he's sitting next to me and then he says he's like i'm gonna go to my friend's car to get beer i'll be right back like to the group and then i said i was like oh actually can i go with you like i could really use fresh air because even though we were on the balcony i was feeling like really hot and like stuffy and kind of like unwell kind of like not like dramatic like I wasn't like oh I'm sick but I just wasn't feeling like phenom so um and I knew it was cold outside and I knew in the parking garage it would be cold so I was like I could absolutely use the fresh air and like a nice walk outside like I've been driving around and like sitting on couches and floors and at bars all day like I, I could use walking around for a little bit and like being outside so I went with him, but I'm also I'm also smart enough to know that when the boy at the party who's been flirting with you goes to his car and you go with him, like, I know what that looks like. I also know what his energy was probably like going into it. And his energy was exactly as I expected. He flirted with me, tried to kiss me and blah, 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 which is, again, fine. I'm a whore for attention. The problem is that my dumbass, this man is literally like paying so much attention to me. And my fucking party trick is to say oh, hey, there's this guy I'm talking to. Can I have your advice? <laughs> like a fucking idiot. But I mean, again, not, I didn't want to sleep with him or hook up with him. I liked the attention, but it was harmless. You know, it was like, he's also not my type on paper. Not that he wasn't fun and didn't have good energy, this guy from Avon Park, but um, he's the like white boy football vibe. I'm That's not my type. I actually haven't dated a white boy since my first boyfriend ever. Um, so not my vibe necessarily but um nice and had good energy and was flirting with me so like it was fun you know it was fun to get to know him also because I had heard so much about him and this was the one that was I was told is very similar to me in a lot of ways and we were and we had good banter and it was just fun you know like even like 
For example, if I did have a boyfriend, I probably would not have allowed the flirting to be as maybe present as it was. But I would feel absolutely comfortable doing all the teasing and bantering that I was doing because that's just how I am with all of my friends. And so if I had even just gotten to know him in that context, it probably would have been equally playful because that's how I am when I get to know people. I'm a little roasty, a little mean, but all in good fun. I got to see if they can hang, though. You know, like you got to like push people a little bit when you first meet them just to see if they can they can uh, take the heat from the friend group. So that's kind of my vibe in general. But this it was exacerbated by the like flirtation with this man. And we went to his car. We came back nothing happened, nothing crazy, but it was interesting because I was there and then for like maybe a second, right? I felt like a tinge of like, oof, should I be at this car with this guy? You know, like again, nothing happened, nothing noteworthy, but should I be at this car with this guy? You know, like there's someone I actually give a shit about who likes me enough to have a conversation with me um about it not you know that's not some big declaration but like we did talk about it and he's like yeah obviously I care about you so like having him say that I feel like I felt weird I was like hmm this doesn't feel super right and that's what I wanted to talk about because that that feeling of hmm doesn't something about it doesn't feel super right and it also could have been like I could have just not been in the right headspace to be like with a boy in a parking lot. You know, if I wasn't super feeling well and I've been busy all day and tired, like his vibe could have just been off. It could have not been about Tinder boy at all. But my gut tells me it was. My gut tells me it was like, oof, I don't like this feels like it feels weird in a way. Like it feels a little wrong because Tinder boy is the only person I've been talking to for a while, not out of like an exclusivity thing, but just situationally the only person who's kept my attention. So this was a situational at a party meeting you for the first time thing and I felt odd about it. I don't know why. So I wanted to talk about that and kind of expose myself a little bit for feeling that way because we're going to get into it now. I know we're almost halfway through the episode and I've talked all about this football stuff. There's no more other, like there's no other drama, but like we went back to the apartment, hung out with everybody. It was fun. Uh, my best friend ended up making out with his best friend and we love that for them. So um So yeah, nothing crazy, nothing super like important to report there. Um, And also, even if there was, I think it's important to note um, just for the context of the podcast and those of you listening is that I am aware and that's why I don't use names ever. You'll hear me refer to my best friend whose name I obviously know as my bestie gal or my best friend or whatever. You hear me refer to Tinder boy as Tinder boy. Um, And you're going to hear me refer to these boys as boys from Avon Park and my roommate and my friend. And these are all distinguishing factors for the people who know me because they know who these characters in my life are. Uh, But for those of you who don't know me or don't know these people, the privacy thing is important. And so what I'll mention even now is that some stuff like for people hearing this that know me some stuff doesn't need to be said on here um and I mean that by names I mean that by like private stuff like I don't want people listening to think that I'm gonna like air out dirty laundry between me and them or between them and someone else that I know about like I'm not here for the gossip but I am here to talk about things that I think matter and or are interesting or helpful and so if I'm bringing up something that might sound like drama or gossip uh, there should there should be, and I'm not saying I'm not human enough to just talk gossip every once in a while, but there should usually be my an intention behind that, that sharing that gossip or that you know information. And um, I, I you know, in light of the last episode uh, with Tinderboy thinking that I was going to shit talk him, 
I want that also to be clear. I'm not here to talk shit. And if there is an issue or something I didn't like um, and you're in my real life, you'll know it (laughs) before it ever goes on this podcast. Um, And I'll probably chat with you (laughs) before it ever goes on the podcast because I feel not okay about just like saying negative things about people without them being able to respond and defend themselves. That's a thing my parents instilled in me a lot was don't talk about people behind their back, uh, especially if you wouldn't say it to their face and especially if they don't have an opportunity to respond. Um, So that's the vibe here. Well, as we move in, I just feel like that needed to be said quickly. So if you're listening and you're like, I feel like XYZ could have been said or nervous about something being said that you feel like shouldn't be said, know that my judgment is there with you and I understand the privacy of people's real lives um, and that this is just for me and an entertainment, a creative project and I'm not here to like exploit you or expose you. Um, But I feel like most of what I've said so far is harmless. So so let's get into it. I've got three categories for you. You are either single, talking, or dating someone. And I say that so confidently because... These categories obviously have subcategories, but I think they cover just about everyone except for people who aren't looking for a relationship period, but I would still say you fall under single. Um, You might not be single and looking, but you are single. So um, I think it's a pretty foolproof system. We'll get into each category, some date ideas and then some like vibe check kind of ideas. (laughs) I know that sounds stupid, but I do think there's a pressure associated with Valentine's Day. And we'll get into some of the more reason, like some of the reasoning in a sec. Categorize this as anyone who is doing anything that you would either call casual, no strings attached, non-exclusive, maybe not open because there are open relationships, but open like sleeping with other people. And or if you feel, if you think about the person in your life and you're trying to think, am I like single or am I in like a talking thing or like a situationship type of vibe? Um, think about how much obligation you feel to that person, how much loyalty, how much commitment. And if you feel no commitment at all, you're single because that's how it should be. Um, if the person is casual in your life and it's not that you don't care about them, but you don't care to necessarily to encourage a relationship with them, you're single. Um, if you are not bothered by the idea of sleeping with someone else or of them sleeping with someone else, you're single in my opinion. Um, so my ideas for my single friends, I have for each category, I have going out ideas and staying in ideas. And then I'm going to give you some advice, um, for whomever falls in these categories. So my going out idea is kind of like a fun vibe, like hit a club, go somewhere for drinks, have a fun, like dinner spot, like something fun. Like that is the vibe here. I feel like for all the single ladies, all the single men is do something fun, do something that's going to make you laugh and giggle because you can do it with a date or, and this is part of my advice, but or you can do it with friends. Your staying in vibe is like snacks, movies, charcuterie board, champagne, fun drinks, whatever, either date or friend, staying in, cozy, comfy, rom-com, again, here for the giggles, here for a fun time. Um, And I, I want to establish that each of these categories has a certain energy about them. And that's what I think needs to be talked about with Valentine's Day, is we need to take the pressure off of... Uh, people that aren't in relationships for Valentine's Day because if you're also in a relationship you shouldn't feel a pressure but it is different you know it is more romantic more intimate maybe more sentimental for those of you in a relationship if you really fuck with Valentine's Day and you really like it and you go all out like I totally respect that and love that for you but also for people that are single don't feel like you have to like be in a relationship on Valentine's Day or even be on a date that feels like you're in a relationship or even be doing an activity that feels like a date. Like do whatever's going to be fun for you in the spirit of loving yourself. 
And so that's my first piece of advice for my single friends is if you do not have someone that you are obligated, committed to, etc., you are committed to yourself first. And you should be that way in a talking stage or in a relationship also. But let's talk about it when you're single because it's harder. It's harder when you don't have someone constantly telling you they love you to love yourself on your own. But it's so necessary for the success of your potential future relationship and just for your life and emotional well-being is loving yourself first. So whatever you like to do, do that on Valentine's Day. If you want to go skydiving, if you want to go paint pottery, if you want to go have drinks with friends or go to a club or go to one of those wine painting classes or sit in a park and eat sandwiches and drink champagne right out of the bottle with your girls or with a date, do that. If you want to sit and watch a rom-com, do that. If you want to go to a cute dinner place, do that. Whatever's going to be fun and light for you on Valentine's Day. Um, my, my advice, so those are my two ideas going out, staying in, or my two categories of ideas. My advice for my single friends, my first piece of advice is options, right? So if you want a date on Valentine's Day, but you're single, keep your options open. One, men are flakes. People are flakes, period, but men are flaky. So don't assume that because you met a boy on Tinder and he asked you out for Valentine's Day that you have solid plans. Meet several men on Tinder and make Valentine's Day plans. And then guess what? You're single. Pick the plans that sound most fun or pick the person that sounds like you would have the most fun with. Again, with the basis of this being a fun, good time that's lighthearted, I feel like options, keeping them open. Another, my final piece of advice, but another piece of advice in the same options sense is that don't ever feel like you don't have options. Hang out with your friends. Hit up your best guy friend. If it's not going to be weird, if you guys literally have zero like sexual energy, if it's like straight up platonic, go take them to dinner. Go do something fun with them. Go do what you would normally do with your best friends, but do it on Valentine's Day and have a great time. Do it with your girls. Do it with your boys. I can't, I can't super picture a group of men sitting around doing something for Valentine's Day altogether. But if you do that with your homies, please send me pictures and videos because I would love to witness that for myself. Um, but it's possible and I encourage it. That sounds like a great time if you're a guy and you're single. Um, but so my point is, whatever your vibe is, have options for that. If your friends are all in relationships or talking to people and they don't know what they're doing on Valentine's Day so they can't make plans with you, go on Tinder, hit up a bunch of people, make plans that sound fun. Make plans for yourself. If you don't know if you're going to have plans, you don't know if your friends are going to be free, you don't have a date, you're not finding anyone on Tinder that sounds interesting, plan to do something for yourself that you like. Like I said, go paint pottery, go on a run, go take yourself to dinner, make yourself something nice at home, bake some cookies, bake some brownies, whatever, put on a movie you like, do your skincare routine. And it's not like a sad girl stay at home Valentine's Day. It's a I love myself enough to dedicate an entire day to worshiping me. Like that is such a bad bitch vibe like don't even feel any type of way about participating in that because that is a level of like I'm a bad bitch who's confident and secure that no one should ever be ashamed of I feel like if you're single and you want to do that on Valentine's Day I encourage you but also keep your options open find options and do something that's gonna be fun let's move on to talking about people who are just talking so this is going to be the beefiest section obviously because I feel like this is where I fall. I fall somewhere in between being single and being talking to someone, um, which is why <laughs> I'm so fun and confused. No, I have plans for Valentine's Day, kind of. I know what I'm doing, and we'll talk about that at the end when we talk about some date horror stories, but I feel like if you're talking to someone, uh, by that I mean there is a single person that you're thinking of when I say talking, but you're not in a relationship with that person. Um, so if you're talking to multiple people equally, 
maybe you would call that talking, quote unquote, but I would call that being single. If you're talking to one person but sleeping with other people or entertaining other people or texting other people, I would call that talking. You're just not exclusive or committed, but you're talking, you're casually dating in that sense, right? You have two choices, I think, in that case. You can, one, uh, girl or guy, but you can balls up and ask them out for Valentine's Day and just be straight up and say, hey, um, in, in nicer words, but essentially, hey, I like you enough and I like being around you enough and I like your company enough that I would prefer to spend Valentine's Day with you. Are you down to do something fun? Essentially, right? And I think it's important to maybe frame it in that way of not... I want to take you out on Valentine's Day for this super romantic, intimate, emotional exchange of ideas over a candlelit dinner with the best bottle of red wine in the house. Like, not that, okay? Like, not that. Like, I enjoy being around you and I have fun with you. Want to do something on Valentine's Day kind of energy. The other option you have, I think if you're in a talking thing, and I don't know that everyone's going to love this advice, but I think it's poignant, is fuck it. Do whatever you want. Because I think if you're not in a relationship, even if you're talking to someone, it implies a certain level of lack of obligation or lack of exclusivity. Because if you're talking to someone exclusively and hooking up, then you're in a relationship. Sorry about it. That's period, point blank period. If you have committed to someone exclusively, you have an emotional talking relationship and a physical one, I'm sorry, you're dating. That's your boyfriend. I'm not going to hear any other argument about it. Um, But if you're not that, if you're talking, but you're not exclusive or committed um i think you've just as right just as much a right as anyone who's single to say i want to do whatever i want on valentine's day because it's again about loving yourself and it's your day every day is your day so is valentine's day too you don't have to feel obligated to spend it with someone that you're talking to because they you think they might want to or it's the right thing to do or whatever also some advice on this one if you think um, if someone asks you out on Valentine's Day that you're just talking to and you think that that's going to be like their move to ask you to be in a relationship with them and you know for a fact that you're not there, maybe avoid going on that date. Maybe say, oh my gosh, thank you so much for inviting me to dinner at XYZ nice ass restaurant that I can tell is going to be super intimate and you're going to ask me to be my girl, like that kind of thing. Be like, I'm so sorry. I'm hosting a Valentine's Day thing at my place. And I, and if you are, like, if you, like, don't, I don't encourage lying, but I think it's an easy enough excuse and it's honorable enough too, is like, my friends are single. I don't want them to be alone on Valentine's Day. I made these plans way before I even met you. And so I got to like stay true to my friends. It's also part of the principles of being a bad bitch from last episode is keeping your schedule. So if you actually did have plans, um, if you're rearranging them for him, I wouldn't tell him. I wouldn't give him that power. That's one thing. The other thing is if you're rearranging your plans, don't. You know, if you had plans with your friends that sounded fun that you've been planning for a month to have this extravagant like Valentine's Day or girls night or whatever, like do that. You can go to dinner with him or on a cute date with him whenever. And I think showing that you have priority to what is important to you and what's going to be most fun and enjoyable to you is noble enough and I think respectable enough as long as you're honest. Um, So again, I don't want to encourage lying, but I think if you want to get out of going on a date with someone saying, hey, I have these plans with my friends or I have this other plan that I made before you asked me and before before we were talking um, I think the person that you're, if, especially if you're not in a relationship, if you're, again, if you're just talking, that I think that person can understand that enough and can respect that enough to not have it be a point of conflict. Um, so your two choices, ask them out 
balls up and be straight up about it and be like, hey, I enjoy you. I want to hang out or say, fuck it, do whatever you want. And like if they haven't asked you to do anything, but you don't want to ask, say, fuck it, do whatever you want. So your two options, let's talk about going out and staying in in talking stages. So um, the first thing I'm going to say, going out or staying in, no gifts. Don't do not buy someone that you are just talking to a gift. I am sorry. It is wildly inappropriate. Um, in my opinion, because I, and I know some people's language is gift giving, but if you're not in a committed relationship and it's not their birthday or Christmas, they don't do it. If Valentine's Day is such a couple's holiday and the gift giving is such a couple's behavior to me, um, unless you're buying gifts for your friends, like I, I vibe with that too. Like if you want to do stuff for your friends, that's, that's not my point. I'm saying someone you're talking to, I think that that is like gift giving is very romantic and you have to be particular about what you give because it's a romantic holiday so valentine's day gifts are inherently kind of sentimental so if that's not the vibe of your talking thing then you don't want to give that vibe by giving some like overly sentimental valentine's day present is my opinion so i would say no gifts and then for guys maybe flowers maybe but also i if you're just talking you're not obligated to buy her anything Um, You're also not obligated to ask her out on a date if you don't want to. That's another thing for the men listening. um, If you're just talking to someone and you don't want to go out with them on Valentine's Day, you don't have to. Um, I think maybe say that if you're serious enough, be like, hey, um, I'm doing this thing instead. Like I said, for the women, if you don't want to do the date, I think it's equally as important to be straight up. But I don't want men to feel pressured to take, you know, girls that they're talking, just talking to on dates and stuff like that either. Um, but if that is the vibe, if that is what they want to do and you want to go, I would say no gifts, um, maybe flowers if you're a guy. And then if you're a guy and you're not like super in it, maybe avoid red roses and buy something more cutesy, maybe tulips or daffodils or my favorite are sunflowers. And I love when people know that about me and they buy me sunflowers. I think for the last like three Valentine's Day in a row, um, my, whomever I was with asked my friends what to get me. And all of my friends know me well enough to say sunflowers. I want sunflowers and I want a card. I don't want chocolate. I don't want anything else. I want sunflowers and I want a handwritten card. That's it. Um, from boyfriends, obviously I don't expect that from anyone I'm just casual with, but, um, I, three years in a row I've been dating someone. So, um, yeah, so I, I expect, um, I don't expect, but I appreciate, uh, the simplicity of these are my favorite flowers. I love looking at them. I'm obsessed with sunflowers. And then something like thoughtful and handwritten. I love like holding on to cards or letters or notes. So that was my vibe in relationships. So my point being that uh, the sunflowers were 10 times more meaningful to me than any red rose ever would be. But then also you have to keep in mind the reason that I'm saying go for a different type of flower than red roses is because they mean to us women, they mean love, they mean romance. Um, And if that's not the energy that you want to put out there, maybe avoid putting that in her head, period, is my my advice. If that is the energy, and if you're taking her out on Valentine's Day to ask her to be your girlfriend, one, be aware that she could say no, but two, that's a big move. And it's a good move, I think. If you want someone to be your girlfriend and you've been talking for a while, taking them out on Valentine's Day and asking them them, them then is super romantic and very sweet and thoughtful. But if it's just a, we're talking and I, you know, and I would prefer to be with you than other people and I, but I don't want to date, um, be aware of what energy you're putting out there because in talking stages, it's that gray area of, I like you enough to keep you around, but not enough to date you at least for the present moment. And then it's, it's a, it's a mixed bag of like feelings and behaviors and shit. So just be aware 
of what you're doing and what um, message, what signal you're sending your partner or the person you're with. So cute ideas, dinner, drinks, um, and then maybe your place after. If you're talking to the person and you're hooking up also, include that. And then my staying in advice, I know this is stupid, this also applies to the going out actually, is whatever you normally do together, do that. Um, So for example, not that this is happening on Valentine's Day, but I, Tinder boy comes over. What do we do? He comes over, he takes his shoes off, puts his stuff down, gets in my bed, lays down with me and we talk. And we like kind of cuddle and like sit with each other and, and chat. And then whatever later, you know, again, privacy. So, um, but my point being that if he hit me up and said, do you want to hang out on Valentine's Day and just like come over and hang and talk like we normally do, I know that that's fun. I know that we both like doing that because we've done it before so many times that it would be equally satisfying and cool with me to just hang and do what we normally do. So if you're just talking to someone, but your vibe is that you normally go out for drinks every time you see each other, do that. If you're just talking to someone and every time you come over, y'all binge watch 90 Day Fiance and drink wine, do that. Whatever you normally enjoy doing together, don't be afraid to do that on Valentine's Day just because it's Valentine's Day and you feel like you have to do something different and extravagant. You can do that, but if that's not your energy, don't force it. That's my relationship advice in the dating category here, like when you have a boyfriend, don't force it, but it applies to people you're just talking to um, as well. Don't, if it feels inauthentic or unnatural, like if it doesn't feel like a genuine urge to do something for that person, don't do it because they'll know. Um, I think with romantic gestures, it's easy to tell when it feels forced and when it feels really genuine and from the heart and authentic um and i think that's an important distinction so going out i think fun dinner fun drinks maybe one of your places after for a little whatever um whatever's on the menu maybe some dessert who knows um and then staying in if you normally like hang out at one of your places do whatever you normally do if you want to because my point is it's way low it's way more low risk to do something you know you're going to enjoy doing than going out to a bougie dinner with someone if you hate that, you know, like I, for example, in Tampa, there's this restaurant called Burns and it is ridiculous. I actually kind of hate it. If someone took me there on Valentine's Day, I wouldn't be ungrateful or upset, but I wouldn't be comfortable as opposed to doing something that would be more regular for the two of us. So, um, cause I've, I, you know, that's had, a, I've had conversations like that with boyfriends before where they're like, oh, what do you want to do for Valentine's Day? We should do this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, why don't we just do this? You know, I know that not to be the boring one. <laughs> and if it's a spontaneous fun thing that we've never done before, that sounds fun. Like we would enjoy it. I'm down. That's, I'm not saying don't try new things, but I'm saying if you're having a difficult time thinking of plans, don't be like pressured into making extravagant plans. If that's not your vibe. Cool. Cool. Okay. So we'll move on to dating and then we're going to talk some bad date stories and then we're going to wrap up. So I'm actually reading this new book by Eric Fromm. It's called The Art of Loving. And I want to read you guys a passage from this book. You're going to hear the the pages turning um, because the mic is close to where I'm holding the book. So I apologize in advance. But I think how it's written here uh, is the most poignant way for me to express what I want to express from this book. To be clear, again, it's called The Art of Loving by Eric Fromm. It's actually kind of old um, and it's written like it's kind of old, but it's actually so far, and again, that's what I wanted to clarify, is that I have not finished it by any means. I'm in the first chapter. It was published originally in 1956. So again, a little old, but actually very interesting. 
and they break down i'll give you a little bit the first um section is called is love and art the second one is the theory of love so he goes into love as an answer to the problem of human existence love between parent and child and then the objects of love so motherly love brotherly love exotic love self-love and love of god um there's kind of a religious tinge to this also but um regardless of that there's a lot of really valuable phrasing in here that i think is relevant to what we're talking about right now in terms of like energy level in terms of valentine's day but also just general dating advice i think this is really uh, something to be considered so in this first chapter is is love and art he talks about um being loved versus loving and i'm going to read you this passage it's like a paragraph and a half and again i think he writes it better than i could express it um, if i tried to summarize so here we go most people see the problem of love primarily as that of being loved rather than that of loving of one's capacity to love hence the problem to them is how to be loved or rather how to be lovable and in pursuit of this aim they follow several paths one which is especially used by men is to be successful to be as powerful and rich as the social margin of one's position permits another used especially by women is to make oneself attractive by cultivating one's body one's dress one's makeup etc other ways of making oneself attractive used by both men and women equally are to develop pleasant manners interesting conversation to be helpful to be modest to be inoffensive many of the ways to make oneself lovable are the same as those used to make oneself successful to quote unquote win friends and influence people as a matter of fact what most people in our culture mean by being lovable is essentially a mixture between being popular and having sex appeal and i wanted to read that because i think it's well written but also that last line can we talk about a combination of popular and sex appeal and i want to talk about that because i think when we talk about being in relationships valentine's day romance sentiment all that kind of vibe it's important to talk about this difference between loving and being loved um if we spent less energy positioning ourselves to be lovable by being the most attractive and the most interesting and the most impressive to our partner and we spent that energy that we put onto ourselves as out of a societal pressure if we stopped doing that and focused that energy on loving our partners better i think our relationships would be way more successful so i wanted to get that across i also think that the other thing that is expressed in this first chapter that i don't need to quote for you is that romance and love is based in authenticity you cannot be loved if you are pre pretending to be someone you are not and i think that that is important to consider with romantic gestures if you are not a sentimental feelings type of guy don't try to sit down and write your girlfriend a love letter even if she wants it express your love to her in a way that is authentic to you if you like buying her snacks and food buy her snacks and food make her a basket full of her favorite things that you like to buy her if you like getting her nails done for her take her to go get a pedicure or get her nails redone if you like i don't know if your if your vibe is like super sexual and intimate like plan something super sexy like you're in a relationship you have the freedom and hopefully the knowledge of your partner to plan something that's authentic not just to you and your love language yourself but to your partner's love language and to the the d dynamic of the relationship so that's my advice is you have to be able to have that awareness in your relationship of how you like to love how you like to receive love and then both of those things for your partner how they like to give and receive love because they can sometimes be different they can sometimes be the same 
And you have to work on giving your partner the love they need instead of the love you're willing to give, right? So if my love language in giving love is physical touch, but my partner doesn't like receiving physical touch as a, as a manifestation of love, I need to find a new route to make them feel loved and appreciated because their love language is different. But it's that knowledge and awareness that really empowers you to do that. So that's my advice there. Some ideas going out and staying in. Going out, I think you should do something intimate if you go out and you're in a relationship. But again, my advice in general for all three of these categories stands the same, which is whatever your energy is with that person, keep that energy. So the reason I say that, the reason I lean towards saying that if you're in a relationship, I think you should do something more intimate is because I think being in a relationship, you get so caught up in the day-to-day um, banality of being together, especially if you've been together long-term or for a long time. It's easier when it's new. That having the opportunity, even if it's for a super commercialized, super capitalist holiday um, that is literally run by Hallmark, like Valentine's Day, having the opportunity to create special memories and moments with your partner, I think is something you should always take the chance on. And I don't think that I I would like to clarify that intimate doesn't mean extravagant and it doesn't mean expensive. I really would like to get that across to people in relationships specifically. I think there's often a lot of pressure to spend money and I think a lot of men feel like Valentine's Day is literally just a cash grab at their wallets. Um, That's not it. And that's not what women want, to be honest. And I I say that quite confidently. Um, Women seek, I think, validation and approval, but love and attention and affection way more than they seek anything that you could buy with money so keep that in mind if you are in a relationship and planning something you don't have to spend any money if you don't want to to make it a really special moment for you and your partner but if you're going out maybe think of something intimate maybe a table outside or i don't know a quieter restaurant or a picnic or something that matches your guys's energy Um, if your girl likes to dress up maybe give her a chance to do that that's something to think about too if she likes getting all dressed up and ready even if you don't um, that might be a fun way to surprise her but if it's something you're uncomfortable with don't put yourself in that position either Um, and then staying in i think if you are in a relationship you have two options within your staying in option how exciting You have cozy or I think you have sexy and obviously very different energies, but both valid, to be honest. I think you have the cozy snacks, movies, pillow fort, like comfy, cozy, cutesy, you know, he buys you a teddy bear like kind of energy staying in in a relationship. Or you have the like chocolate covered strawberries, roses, champagne, you walk out in your lingerie type of energy when you're staying in and you're in a relationship. Um, There's also everything in between. Obviously, I'm not here to like dump you into categories for no reason, but um, those are some ideas, you know, just whatever, again, whatever feels authentic, whatever feels real, whatever feels genuine to you is what you should do. Um, But some advice, some ideas, right? One, one thing just to be, just to be clear that I feel like I really need to say um, for the uneducated male population that might be listening, and I'm only going to say it once. Do not, and I repeat, do not put anything, anything that contains sugar or glucose anywhere near your partner's coochie. It will give her a yeast infection. That's not fun for either of you. It's uncomfortable. It's also unnecessary. 
there is an entire body's worth of real estate to put anything you want on. Keep that shit away from the coochie. That's my one, that's my one relationship talking and single Valentine's Day piece of advice that I really feel like needs to be out there because I know y'all are going to be wild with them edible panties and the whipped cream and the chocolate and the whatever the fuck you want to do. Go for it. Go ham. Keep that shit away from the downstairs. And trust me on that. Trust me. Don't. Not worth it. And also keep in mind flavored lubes and stuff like that also might have sugar in them. So pay attention to ingredients and listen to your body and know what's good for you. But I think men need that advice because it's kinky and it's cute and it's hot, whatever, until it's not. So if you're planning something for your girl and you want to go with that more sexy vibe, do it. I'm sure she'll love it. She'll. I'm sure she'll love take you taking charge and having the initiative and being romantic or sweet or sexy or whatever your energy is. Um... Keep the food out of the out of the crotch region. That's my only like last piece of advice. And I know that's goofy and you should know that if you're having sex with women, you should already know that. Um, but unfortunately, I have found more times than not that they men uh, don't know that and think it's fun until it's again until it's not so that's my last little thing I'm gonna tell you a couple date horror stories and different types of dates and then we're gonna wrap up and we're gonna talk about next week and the week after that and then some ideas and I will I will close it out then so one of the worst dates I've ever been on was one of the worst dates I've ever been on for a really specific reason and it was exactly this concept that I'm talking about right now with the energy I was 14 and I met this guy at church. So my dad knew him, my stepmom knew him, all my friends knew him. And he came up to me after like youth group one day and he was like, hey, do you want to go on a date with me? And then proceeded to allow slash pressure me into planning the entire date for him. So my dad had extra tickets to one of the hockey games. He and my stepmom went. I went with this guy, separate sections, but we met up at the game, saw each other. Um, my dad liked him and his family a lot, but it was one of those things where he was absolutely trying to like date me and I was absolutely like a young kid who had no idea what I was doing, but just trying to get to know him. And so it was a a nightmare for me because he kept doing all these like romantic, sentimental like things with me on this first date. And it was like my first date ever, maybe like my first real date date ever. Um, and it gets worse so we get to the game he's never been to a hockey game before I grew up going to the games with my dad so I'm super familiar with the game and with this arena and whatever blah 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 like very again very privileged very grateful but um had the opportunity to go to games all the time so I was way more like comfortable and used to it he was way more like excitable and a little nervous because he'd never been before and as we're leaving so the date is awkward um conveniently got up to go to the bathroom when the kiss cam turned on because I had no idea what was going to happen and wasn't about it because I was like I'm a young kid sitting next to another young kid that's a boy and they're gonna like maybe there's a rule that they can't put the cam on children I fucking I hope so because that sounds now that I'm saying it out loud sounds a little fucked up but um was nervous so I got up and went to the bathroom and I came back and it was time to go and time for us to head back home and my dad texted me and he said because he my dad and my stepmom and I drove together and the boy met us there and then my dad said he can drive you home if you want um just ask him like if he want if he wants to drive you home you can go with him just let me know so I know if I'm waiting for you at the car or if he's driving you back and so I said I said to him just straight up like my dad said if you wanted to drive me back to our our house that you could or I could just go back with them and he was like oh like 
oh yeah definitely have your dad drive you for sure like that's way easier and I was like oh goddess like you've been weird and romantic this whole time but then you were like oh being alone with you in my car no thank you you can go be in the car with your dad and your stepmom um and as we're walking out he goes into the gift shop at the the lightning stadium and he grabs a jersey and it's like 60 bucks and he buys it and he comes out and he's like this was expensive but I bought it so I can always remember this moment with you and I'm gonna wear it when I sleep. <laughs> and I can't tell you. I cannot. I'm sorry. I cannot even like. Oh, I need to back up because that shit to me now that I'm 21 is fucking hilarious. Um, and I, I'm not making fun of him. It was genuine and, and uh, sweet, I think. But it was very uncomfortable because we weren't on the same page. And the reason I'm telling you that story is because I cannot even like express to you how much that set the tone for my like dating life post that and basically that date made me decide that if it didn't sound fun and if I didn't feel comfortable with the person that there was no reason to be out and about alone with them in public um and my point being that like I was in a situation where like I was 15 I wasn't driving if I had been so uncomfortable that I wanted to leave I thank god my dad and my stepmom were there but I wouldn't have been able to And so I decided after that to never be in a position where I feel that uncomfortable. And so I was pickier about dates and pickier about energy, pickier about this is what I'm looking for. This is what you're looking for. Okay, yes, we can go on a date. Um, But also making sure that that I have like an energy with the person before, like a, a, a rapport with the person before going out and doing like stuff with them. So that's my one like date horror story. It was like, can you imagine being 15? And having someone look at you and say, I bought this $60 jersey and it was expensive, but it's worth it because I can remember this moment with you. Oh, so wholesome. No, so fucking uncomfortable. So uh, my other date horror story is a different type of date. So let's talk Tinder date. Um, it's actually not my date story. It's my roommate's, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell it as if it's my story because um, I know some of the detail. But imagine inviting a guy over from tinder having a certain um intention with that invite and then having literally everything go wrong that you can imagine so i've actually had dates like this too and i'll I'll tell you my own story um before i give you any detail of hers but i've had similar times where people come over and hang out sit whatever talk and they'll sit like 15 feet away from me on my couch or on my bed or at my patio And then like 20 minutes before they need to leave, be like, so what's the vibe? Like, what are we doing? What do you want to do? And I'm sitting there like you had two hours to scoot over here and put a hand on my thigh. And that would be the green light that I need to take an initiative and make a move. But you sat 15 feet away from me and killed the vibe. Like, um, So that's a different type of date and a different type of vibe. My point in telling both of those little like horror stories and the thing with my roommate was essentially that anything that could go wrong when you're trying to meet and hook up with someone from tinder went wrong like anything you can think of it happened and she and it was her first time inviting someone over from tinder so like oof like not a good again did not set the tone right and so she and i had a conversation after that that was like again like let's talk about energy you know not that i not that she felt bad about it or anything she couldn't have controlled it but um 
definitely more like aware and careful of like matching energy matching vibes when meeting up with people and i say that in this valentine's day context because what i've said a lot of is make sure you're on the same page and make sure you're authentic to what your relationship and your love language is this is important for single for talking for dating and i know i'm going over an hour and i'm going to wrap up soon but it's it's important it's this energy thing that i can't explain beyond that and i know it sounds so stupid and so meta and so garbage but it's really it boils down to being on the same page and what being on the same page is about is about communication and so let's reference last episode you want the truth that i've realized over the last four days since he and i had our conversation and or since he sat on my bed and told me his feedback based on my side of the conversation on the podcast Um, what I realized is that I could have said everything I said on the podcast to his face and we could have just talked about it like adults instead of freaking myself out, instead of being nervous, instead of whatever. Not that I don't think it's good content and not that I regret putting it on the podcast. I don't. I'm glad I did. I think it's important to talk about stuff like that. And I really want this to be something that's very authentic and real to my life and applicable to you guys. I don't think that how I was feeling is unique to me at all. I think people experience those kinds of feelings in talking stages and casual dating all the time. And so I think it was important to address. However, the communication side is I probably could have I could have FaceTimed him if I didn't even if I didn't know when I was going to see him I could have FaceTimed him and said hey can I chat with you real quick and I'm sure he would have been down and I'm sure he would have listened I'm sure he would have understood and I'm sure if I articulated it even 50% as well as I did on the last episode he still would have been fine so I you know I learned that in in talking to him and you know and I'm young not to give myself an excuse but I'm still learning I'm still learning what I'm comfortable with I'm learning how to express myself and articulate my feelings and I'm also learning more about how I feel in these different relationship contexts and what I want and what I expect and what I need from partners in that way so I and he's the kind of person I could have had that open conversation with however the being not communicative with him on my end made me feel like we weren't on the same page because how could we be if I wasn't telling him what I had to say which made me anxious which made my energy with him feel weird and so be aware of what you want what you expect from people and or if you're in a relationship the dynamic there enough to make appropriate decisions for valentine's day if you have fun and or if it's literally like i'm sorry we need to talk about this too if it's just sex don't make it more just because it's valentine's day don't feel like it has to be more than just sex just because it's valentine's day it's again like i said in the very beginning it's your day you decide what you get to do with it you decide what's going to be most fun to you and if you're single talking or dating you should be having fun you should be having a good time celebrating love if it's loving yourself if it's liking someone if it's loving the vibe if it's loving your partner whatever it is celebrate that in a fun way that again is authentic and real to you not that i need to sound like a broken record even more than i should but that energy that appropriateness that vibe that authenticity comes from being on the same page and that coming that comes from communicating well and so that's my advice (laughs) it comes down to authenticity it comes down to energy it comes down to communication as always and then that's going to be a running theme as long as we talk about relationships looking ahead at next episode i'll do this real quick we're going to do a valentine's day roundup so i've got some plans in the works for valentine's day i'm going to be swiping through tinder this week screen recording as i do um maybe having some sort of like uh criteria for valentine's day dates through tinder 
Um, I don't think Tinder Boy and I are going to do anything. I don't know. We haven't talked about it. So I'm just assuming that that's off the table, not that it should be on the table. Um, so I called my best friend today and I said, hey, if I don't find and or don't make plans for Valentine's Day, do you want to dress up and go to dinner with me? And she said, fuck yeah, bitch. So um, I tried on the dress that I wear every year because I'm a psycho and I have a dress for Valentine's Day, of course. Tried it on, set, like saw what I wanted to do with my hair and my jewelry and stuff. So uh, if it's with a boy from Tinder, if it's with a boy I know, or if it's with my best friend, I will be wearing that dress, looking hot, going out, doing something. Uh, so that's my thing. But whatever I end up doing, we're going to talk about on the next episode. The episode after that is going to be our Keys trip reunion. We're going to have everybody back together, hopefully, if I can wrangle them, and then talk all the stories from the Keys, all the inside jokes, all the fun, all the drama, all the whatever. Uh, And the last thing I literally just wanted to throw out there is I've been referencing these books that I'm reading on this podcast. If you have any books that you want to know about, but you don't want to read or you want discussed on here that you've seen or think would be interesting or think would be good conversation pieces or books that you've read that you enjoy, um, hit me up. Let me know. Send an email into the podcast email that's in the description of all the episodes. I'm more than willing to do that. More than willing to read a book you've never read but want to know about. I'll read it. I'll give you the summary so you don't have to read it and we can move on from there. I want to give you these like good, uh, you know, nuggets from these pieces of of writing. I I don't need you to sit down and read the whole thing if that's not your vibe. But they, they have good insight that is worthy talking about without you guys having to sit down and read the whole book if you don't want to. So I will continue to reference whatever I'm reading as it is relevant. But if you have ideas or suggestions if you want to see more of that just let me know that is the end i'm so sorry for going so much over an hour we are an hour and eight minutes i believe but thank you for listening watch out for episode four next week it's going to be our little valentine's day roundup we'll see what happens on tinder we'll see um if i go out with my best friend we'll see what the plans are so we're gonna do that and then i will see you guys on the next one thank you for listening have a great week